Welcome to the Taking a Breath Podcast with Parker Mays. Welcome back, everybody, to the Taking a Breath Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Today, a good buddy of mine, Thomas Armstrong, is joining me on the podcast to talk all about entrepreneurship and mission being mission-driven. And so Thomas was born and raised here in Raleigh, North Carolina, and got his start in entrepreneurship making apps for the iPhone App Store in middle school. He had a web hosting company and started to get into photography and video production in high school and is now working towards a degree in business admin and entrepreneurship at NC State. Um, this guy is someone I met when I first got into college. He really took me under his wing and has shared just so much experience, thoughts over the last couple of years, and someone I'm really excited to bring on the podcast today. Um, he's killing it with video production uh, in school, being so involved, and so I'm just really excited to share him and share this conversation with you guys today. Thomas, I'd love for you to introduce yourself to the listeners. Thank you so much, Parker. I am so excited to be here with you today. I've been looking forward to this one for a couple of weeks now and, you know, just getting to see even the progress that you've made so far and what you're trying to do here and, and your own mission in life is, is really exciting for me to see. So I want to congratulate you for that. And I also want to, uh, you know, give you, give you kudos for everywhere I know it's going to go from here. So congratulations there. To introduce myself a little bit to everybody. So, you know, I, I uh, born and raised in Raleigh, like you said, and, and uh, growing up, I, I grew up in an entire family of entrepreneurs. So literally every single member of my entire extended family is an entrepreneur in some way. So as you can imagine, you know, growing up around the dining room table, uh, the conversation wasn't really like, oh, how was school today? Or like, what are you studying? Instead, it was like, oh, how's that idea you're working on? Or how's your startup doing? And um, I recognize not everybody grows up that way. So it's a little different. Hopefully you see some of that kind of come through today. But I got my start around like 11 or 12 years old making iPhone apps for the app store. Me and my middle school business partner got together and we had a ton <laughs> of fun with it. Uh, we made a couple of different apps and, you know, hindsight's 2020. I wish we had. Um, charged even just like 99 cents for them, but we gave them all away for free, you know, learned a ton through that process and had a ton of fun doing it. And then going into high school, I, I started a hosting company, uh, web hosting and had a ton of fun doing that. It, it was definitely a, a very challenging experience for me. You know, I was like 15, 16 years old at the time, a lot of hard lessons trying to lead a team of people to start a company like that. Um, you know, I didn't know anything about leadership, servant leadership, about what qualities I needed or how to manage a team. So it was a trial by fire for sure but had a ton of fun doing it and learned a lot, which is always the important thing. And then, you know, later on in high school, um, I started to get jealous of my brother, Ben. He's, he's four years older than me because he was getting really into photography and video production. And uh, so I started kind of taking his equipment back and forth to school every single day, wheeling our, our hard case back and forth along the bumpy sidewalk and um, having fun, you know, recording videos for the, for the band and for the volleyball team and the football team and taking photos for the theater and, and things like that. And, I just had a ton of fun. You know, at the time, I really thought I was just growing in my technical ability to capture moments and, you know, use cameras and stuff. But really looking back on it, I realized that I was growing as a storyteller, as somebody who um, could take what somebody was motivated by, take what somebody was doing and the reason why behind it, and then share that with the world to share that with people in a way that would impact them and, and encourage them to take action in some way. And so that was that was really the the empowering part for me. Going into college, you know, I I was looking for a, a business school, a, a program where I knew that I could give back, um, not just a program that had you know, been around for like 300 years and I knew it wasn't going to change very much, but really a, a program where I knew that I could, I could have an impact on it. So I found NC State and I've loved it ever since. Oh my gosh, the entrepreneurship program here has just been absolutely blowing up and I've had the opportunity to serve as entrepreneurship ambassador, 
in a bunch of different clubs, things like that. Um, do a bunch of mentoring events and just had a ton of fun with it. Definitely hasn't all been easy, but you know, one of the parts that I had a lot of fun with in college and I'm still working on today is, is my brother and I actually got together, started a digital marketing agency and it's called Nine Miles Media. We're based out of downtown Raleigh and uh, started out with just two people. At the end of the first year, we had five people and then 12 people and now 14. So it's been really exciting to see that growth. And uh, there's been a lot of challenges that have come along with it too. A lot of hard lessons learned that honestly, I don't know how I would have learned them other than just being out there and, and doing it and giving it a shot. It's really been a pleasure, you know, get, getting to experience everything here at NC State. And I'm excited to uh, graduate in December and, and figure out what's next. I love hearing just because, you know, I, I know you fairly well, you know, I like to think I do. And, and just hearing all the steps that have brought you to where you are today is for me so rewarding because, right, I just see the last year or two years and I've gotten to see all the growth that you've been through. But now, you know, really getting to hear all of this backstory that's made you who you are today is super cool. And something that I know, because we've talked about it a lot over the past couple of years, is really important to you is being mission driven. And so, you know, for you, I, or I know a lot of people think about it in terms of like, oh, a mission statement for a company or, or that type of stuff. So tell us a little bit about your mission and kind of what having a, a personal mission statement means to you. This is something I can get super excited about. So yeah, this is really fun for me. So last summer, let's see. So two summers ago, I got to study abroad in Australia. Fantastic opportunity. Oh my gosh, really cool. Um, got to record some videos and stuff. Had a ton of fun with it. And then last summer though, a year ago, I had you know just a couple months at home. It was my last summer at home uh, before I moved into an apartment and kind of last summer hanging out with my parents. And I took a lot of time to think through, you know, what, what is my purpose in life? What, what is my mission? I was feeling a lot of pressure at the time as many people our age do kind of getting into that second half of college and people asking questions like, Hey, what do you want to do? What are you going to be? Who are you going to be? Where are you going to be? And so I was like, okay, you know, rather than just like deciding on a profession or deciding on a thing that I wanted to do or a company I wanted to start or something, I wanted to try and zoom out a little bit and start with the reason why. Um, I read a fantastic book from Simon Sinek that's called start with why. And it's all about finding the reason and finding your purpose before just like launching in and, and doing something. So I spent a couple of weeks, a lot of hours and kind of thinking through, you know, I started out with a list of like 200 adjectives or like things that I, I felt like I was at the time, things that I wanted to be. I kind of narrowed those down, narrowed those down, came up with a list of core values for myself and also a mission statement. And I don't necessarily think that every single person needs to have a mission statement, but I think it is a really powerful thing to at least know what you're trying to achieve and what your purpose is. When you think about the words mission statement, most people that I've talked to are like, oh yeah, that's for like a big company you know, trying to like have some big thing they want to do. They get everybody together and united underneath a common sense of purpose. But I think the same thing can apply to individuals. And I think that if we can get clear on what we're, what we're here to do, what we're trying to achieve, it can be a really beneficial thing. Because I know that a lot of people can identify with the idea of feeling a little aimless, like they don't know what they're trying to do or don't know the reason behind what they're trying to do. So I, I set my mission statement to empower people to dream big, take action, and achieve fulfillment through their maximum potential. And oh my gosh, like this is something I get so excited about because my life just fundamentally changed in that moment. I went from being somebody who was so focused on myself, even if I didn't quite realize it consciously, but I was so focused on myself to somebody who was focused on pouring into other people. And um, one of the really exciting things I did early on, right after I set the mission statement, was I just set a goal of meeting with 100 people. 
for coffee, for lunch now because of COVID, you know, for Zoom, for phone calls and stuff like that. I think I'm at like 75 people right now. And oh my gosh, it has been such an experience. I mean, when I can go through one of those, one of those meetings and find a way to help somebody to, you know, overcome some sort of roadblock, whether it's perceived or actual in their life, or find a way to think bigger about their own potential. Like one thing I love is, you know, I'll talk to somebody who's like, oh, I have this really cool entrepreneurial idea, like this app I want to start or this business I want to start. And, but, you know, I'll, I'll like do that in five or six years, you know, once I'm out of college, I got like a steady job, a steady income. And I'm like, why can't you just do it now? You know, why not get started now? For most people, college is the time in life when you have the least things holding you back, the least, you know, things that are going to potentially prevent you from doing that. And so why not get started now? That, that's my question. I always like to ask people is why not start now? Um, and usually they, the answers to that question aren't, aren't, aren't very good. So anyway, that's what I have a ton of fun doing is just helping people to think bigger about their own potential in life. Yeah, I love that. And so I, I want to say, because I just hear you, you know, say that mission statement and I can tell the excitement, you know, I can tell it's audible, you know, you can see it in your face, you can hear it in your voice. So I want you to um, kind of break it down a little bit. So say that again for everyone. And, and this, this has been like just thinking about it. It's huge. And then kind of break it down a little bit. Let's see. The mission statement is, it starts out with to empower people. So the whole thing is to empower people to dream big, take action and achieve fulfillment through their maximum potential. Hmm. So empowering people, I, in my mind, that means equipping people, helping people to understand something they might not have understood before. And the exciting thing about this word empowerment is when I first set out to do this, I thought that there was this huge transference of energy or I would have to teach somebody a lot of things or I would have to show them exactly the path from A to B. But really what I've come to find is that people have so much potential inside of themselves already just naturally everybody does and so it's not a matter of like giving people this potential it's just a matter of giving them the key to unlock it in their own life or giving them the tiniest little tap on the shoulder that will allow them to you know allow them to see something in a way that they haven't seen it before and be like wow yeah i could go do that why am i limiting myself to not do that you know yeah. so that's the thing is really just unlocking the potential that's already there then when it gets into the the nuts and bolts of the mission statement it's um empower people to dream big and take action. So I feel like I couldn't just have the dream big part because if your dreams are just dreams, then they'll always just stay as dreams. You know, you've also got to take action to make it happen. And Parker, I know that's a really big thing, a big theme that comes through in this podcast for you is taking action and, and doing it now. And then the last part of the, the mission statement is um, achieving fulfillment through their maximum potential. A lot of people talk about happiness. You know, there's the common saying, the pursuit of happiness, right? Read that book just last week. But in my life, what I've found is that Happiness is a fleeting emotion sometimes, and you're not always going to be happy. Even if you're constantly chasing your dream or your purpose, you're just not always going to be happy because it's an emotion. And there's an emotional roller coaster, especially when it comes to entrepreneurship. But even just in anybody's life, there's a constant emotional roller coaster. And there's different seasons of people's life, too, where they're going to be happier or less happy or happier. And so I wanted to find something that was a better measure of how it would make me feel to achieve my mission over the course of time. And I settled on the word fulfillment. I, I found that from people like Tony Robbins and Gary Vee and Ed Milet, you know, consuming a lot of content there, but reading a lot of books. But the word fulfillment really represents a deeper sense of meaning and a deeper sense of contentment, knowing that you've done everything that you possibly could to achieve that purpose and to achieve your mission. So that's where the word fulfillment comes from, recognizing that happiness is a fleeting thing. It's going to come and go. It's going to be there sometimes. It's going to not be there other times. And that's, that's the way that it should be. But, um, but you can find fulfillment by achieving your maximum potential.
I love that. And I love, and you, you mentioned it. Yeah. Not only dreaming, but also acting, you know, like for me, that's been something that's been a huge theme and a huge motivator. You really have taught me that a lot of that is don't just, you know, be satisfied with leaving it as a dream. Sure. It's awesome to have big dreams, but if they stay that, then it's going to, you know, long-term just lead to disappointment. Um, and so I think that has been something that's really like gripped me in that idea of why not start now? Why not? You know, and, and it, it may not be that, you know, everyone has something that they want to pursue, but if you do, take that step and, and, you know, move in that way. I wanted to ask you specifically about kind of actions driven by missions. So for you on the day, week, you know, month basis, what does it look like to be, to have your actions be driven by your mission? So there's kind of two aspects to this. One thing that's really been impactful for me, I've been doing even just for the last couple of months is every single day at the end of the day, writing down one thing that I feel like I did to move myself closer to achieving that mission. So writing down, hey, maybe I, you know, talk to somebody at work and help them to think bigger about where they might be able to go in terms of like getting promoted or something. Or maybe I talk to a friend and help them to think bigger about their career. Or, uh, you know, maybe I talk to somebody in my family and, and help them to kind of get through an obstacle they were facing in their life. So just writing down every day one thing that you did to move yourself closer, because that obviously gets you into a, a cadence of accountability of, hey, I got to have one thing to write down at the end of the day. So I better do something that's going to get me closer. So that's one piece of it. But when you talk about, you know, the daily actions that are driven by your mission, I think it kind of circles back to this mindset of ownership and this mindset that really encompasses everything that I believe in. That word ownership, I know, Parker, you and I have talked about this a lot. It's something I'm super passionate about, that word, because, you know, traditionally in like an entrepreneurial sense or in a business sense, ownership represents, you know, you have an ownership in a business or you have ownership in an organization. And then, you know, based on that level of ownership, you know, there's oftentimes a different mentality that comes with it. If you're just like working in a business or like working in an organization, but you don't actually have ownership in it, then you're just kind of there to do the day to day. And, you know, you're generally wanting things to be good, but like, you're not really going to put the extra mile in a lot of the times. Whereas if you have ownership and it's something that you're building over the course of time, you're building the value over the course of time of this company or organization, then you're going to put in whatever you need to do to make that happen. So I think the same thing applies in your life. If you can take full ownership of your life, and I mean like full 100% ownership of your life, then from start to beginning, you recognize you're going to be building value over the course of your life and building up to where you feel like you can achieve your mission. So it's all about taking full ownership. You know, a lot of things are going to happen to us in life. They just are. Uh, some of them are kind of crappy things. You know, COVID's going to hit. You know, family members are going to get sick. Bad things are going to happen. Life at work might be hard. Your boss might do something that doesn't rub you the right way. But the only thing that you can control is your response. You get to control your emotions. You get to control the actions that you take in response. And if you can frame it that way, it's fundamentally different, right? If you say, oh, this thing with COVID happened. So then like, ah, I started paying less attention to my classes or, oh, I had this crappy professor. So like, ah, I'm not going not gonna to do it. Or, you know, had bad weather and then, oh, that affected this. Once you start to live along those lines, then you have no control over making it any better. So if it's always just like, hey, these things are happening to me, then I can't really do anything to make that any better. Whereas if you frame it in your own mind, even just mentally, as hey, I have 100% ownership in my life, then suddenly you have a lot of choices to make those things better. You know, all sorts of things you can do to find creative ways around difficult situations and 
find ways to achieve your goals, even despite um, the daily things that are thrown at you by life. So I think it's all about taking ownership and that's going to, that's going to flow through to your daily actions. And um, it's going to flow through to you being able to achieve your mission rather than letting your mission be derailed by something or um, be derailed by what life throws at you. And I think, uh, you know, a lot of it is definitely with the ownership is not making excuses for yourself, right? So, you know, making sure that there isn't this constant culture in your mind, especially of, oh, well, you know, I didn't get to this today, but it's fine. I'll just do it tomorrow. Or I didn't, you know, I, I, this, this COVID thing happened. So I'm just going to spend four months on the couch, you know, um, like, I remember going into COVID and being like, I'm going to be stuck at home. And we, we didn't know how long right now we're three months in or four months into a, a, a majority of us are spending a lot of time at home. And, right. but I remember going into it thinking, all right, what can we be doing? Right. And, and so it was that mindset that had me starting this podcast a few weeks in of, all right, well, I'm going to be at home, but I can still be having conversations with people and then, all right, I want to share these conversations with other people, you know? And so that was kind of an example of that um, reaction to something that, you know, I could have said, all right, well, I, I guess like I'll wait a few months. I'll wait till we get back out. And, but I think that if you are creative, like you said, or if you're creative with it, then you can turn things that other people might see as something that's negative into something that can really benefit you. I mean, I, I see you with your, um, the hundred meetings idea, you know, meeting with people and you, you're still doing that over zoom. It's not like, all right, well, coffee shops are closed. Now that, that mission is off. You know, it's just about thinking creatively about how can we reframe that and what, what can it look like for me to, to continue the growth even into this? I wanted to share because I know coming up, you just launched this first episode of your new video series. And it was cool. I got to a few weeks before it came out. I got to, to watch the, the preview of it and kind of see, see it in the works. And it was so cool because, A, you know, we've been talking about it. You are big into video production. So obviously from that side of it, I was excited just because we're going to see some cool B-roll from things that you're doing. But then it's a very similar idea and I want you to share, you know, give you the opportunity to share a little bit more about it because I think that listeners who listen to Taking a Breath are also going to, you know, potentially be able to get a lot out of this video series you're doing. Yeah, no, I really appreciate it. So backing up a little bit, I had an opportunity to set that mission statement for myself and decide what my purpose was going to be. I set that goal of, you know, meeting with 100 people. And then um, once I got, you know, 20 or 30 people in, I was like, wow, this is really fantastic. Like, I love this ability to meet with people and meet with some people who were, you know, some like younger people, oftentimes who are like freshmen or sophomores at state and helping them kind of think bigger about their potential. Sometimes being able to do the same with people who are, you know, more traditionally my mentors, right? Being able to help them think bigger too and, and find a perspective they didn't have before. But I realized that there's just a limit to how many people you can meet in a week. There's a limit to how much time you have. And um, as much as I loved the one-on-one -on -one meetings, I recognized that long-term, I wasn't sure if I was going to be achieving my mission in the way I really wanted to, because I have this vision of, of, you know, impacting a lot of people's lives in a really positive way, hundreds of thousands, millions of people. And I've always been a person who wants to bring that future to the present as quickly as possible. So I started to think about, you know, is there a way that I could scale this up and do it faster and do it bigger? And then I... I had some prompting from a friend of mine. He's like, hey, you're a really great videographer. And, you know, you have this core competency in video and in storytelling. 
is there a way you could bring that into the mix? I started to think about that and uh, it got me thinking really a lot for a long time. And I was like, you know, is there a way that I could combine these two things? I recognize the fact that a lot of times in these conversations with people, even just the one-on-one conversations, I tried to take on a little bit more of the role of the, the coach, you know, not giving direct advice because I recognize that I have so much more to learn. We all have so much more to learn. Oh my gosh. There's just a huge amount of perspectives out there and a huge amount of, of different things to learn about the world and, and the way that it works. And so I didn't ever want to like, I didn't feel like I was in the position to tell people what to do in their own life or tell yeah. people, Hey, here's the advice for you. Instead, I would try to ask them questions and ask questions that would lead them to end up in the same spot, but they would have gotten there themselves. They would have more ownership in those solutions they found for their life because they were able to find them themselves. I just kind of asked some guiding questions. So then I was wondering, you know, is there a way that I could share my own story through the power of video, my own story as I'm on the way to achieve this mission of empowering people at a really large scale and just literally just share it out, just document it and share it out. Not trying to tell anybody what to do or, or how to be or how to live your life, but just like, hey, this is what I'm doing. These are the mistakes that I'm making every single day, keeping it really real, being super vulnerable, super real all the time, you know, letting people in on the lows too, not just the highs and letting people learn from those mistakes that I'm making. So hopefully they can avoid them themselves or make them and learn from them themselves. And so that's really what I'm trying to do with, with this first video that everybody can hopefully go check out and everything else we're going to do in the future. I, I want to share my own story, but in a way that is hopefully relatable to everybody and hopefully in a way that they're like, oh, wow, okay, he, he did that. Why can't I go do the same thing too? So I'm not here to tell anybody what to do, but, but I, I would love if, uh, if hopefully people are able to connect with that story and, and then start to be more open to sharing their own as they're on their own journey. If you're watching this, um, the first episode or maybe more, if you're watching it further in the future is out now. And what we're going to do is if you follow us on Instagram, we're going to be tagging Thomas in the post for this episode. And so if you click his tag, he's going to be sharing it. He's going to have the links, everything. So really encourage you to check it out. I've, you know, seen this first episode already. I'm like hooked straight from the beginning. He's an incredible storyteller, videographer, you know, speaker from what you guys are seeing. So uh, like all of these things he's really bringing together. And I love what you said that if you bring your mission and find something that you, you know, is, is a strength of yours and you're able to put those together, that's, that's such a powerful combination, right? If you have something that you're genuinely driven by and that you, you know, you're good at or want to learn more about then creating that combination is going to be so, you know, you're, you're naturally going to see growth because you want to invest in it. You want to own it, you know? So I love that idea. Yeah, for sure. I think the fundamental three questions I try and get people to thinking, to start think along, you know, when, when they want to create their own mission or understand what their purpose is in life, because it's really easy for a lot of people to be like, Oh God, that sounds like a big thing. Like once I decide it's like locked in forever, I don't know if I want to do that. Yeah. You know, it, it's really easy for people to get into that mindset, but you know, it, it can change over time and it probably will change over time because people change and, and priorities change and, and your gifts change. So asking these kind of fundamental three questions, you know, it's, Hey, what gets you up out of bed in the morning? Like what gives you energy? Look back at your childhood, look back at your life and be like, wow, what were the moments when I felt alive, when I felt like I had a ton of energy and um, how can we double down on that more? So figuring out what gives you energy, what motivates you. Then also figuring out what gifts do you have? What talents do you have? And how can you use the combination of those two things to share your story with the world and to um, achieve that mission, whatever that might look like for you. And finally, it's just to think really big about the future and where you want to be, where you want the world to be, where you want 
your life to be how, how you want to have an impact on the world. So kind of the combination of those three things will end up helping you to create a mission statement or, or figure out what your purpose is in life. And then it really flows through to every single other aspect of your life. Once you figure out the reason why, everything else flows from there. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I love that perspective of you know, mission driven, because it is something I, I love that you mentioned that it's something that seems so big and so kind of nebulous for people who have never thought about it before. You know, maybe somebody is listening for the first time. And it's like, I have never thought or heard of being mission driven or having a personal mission. So I love those three questions that make it really actionable. You know, it, it really breaks it down. Like, you know, what's what's getting you out of bed, you know, that first, like very basic thing. And some people, you know, that might be something they're like, wait, you know, I, I don't know, or, you know, and it, it, it takes some thought. Um, and then, you know, dream big, getting, getting these concrete steps toward something that then is going to drive, you know, like you're talking about what you're doing every day, you know, so that that to me, is like, if you can take those steps and follow like this perfect kind of step by step, it'll get you to where at least you can get started, you know, think about it in terms of it's doable. I wanted to talk a little bit because, uh, you know, from hearing your background, you're very kind of entrepreneurial minded. And I, until I met you really, I didn't have any entrepreneurial influences in my life at all. So I came from high school ready to, you know, go and go to college, get a nine to five. And, and that was really kind of how I was thinking about the next 40 years of my life is like, I, I was like, I've got this whole thing figured out because I'm going to be like, I'm just going to get a desk job and all this. And so, but once I met you, I really saw kind of some of the things you were doing and it really made me think differently about some things. So I want to talk to you a little bit about how being entrepreneurial influences both your work ethic and the choices you're making. I think that entrepreneurship is something that it's really easy for people to kind of sequester off in its own corner, right? It's easy for people to be like, oh, well, yeah, entrepreneurship, but like, ah, I don't know if I want to start my own company. It sounds risky. It's like, I don't know. But it really is this entrepreneurial mindset. And I think it comes back to that word ownership in a really big way. You know, having that mindset of, of ownership, whatever I do, it's up to me to control my destiny. It's not up to anybody else to dictate or tell me what I can or cannot do. I can do whatever I want to do. It's just a matter of how much work I'm willing to put in and the strategy I'm going to use to get there. Um, so that's what it comes back to for me. The more that you can take those daily actions that are going to get you closer to your goal. It's like you said, kind of breaking down your big picture goal into smaller pieces. That is really the, the fundamental aspect of, of entrepreneurship. And it, it's a mindset I think we can all use to achieve our, our biggest goals and our biggest dreams. I remember when I first met you uh, that I was hearing about how, how much you're doing, like doing classes and doing this, you know, 40, 50 hours a week on the business and, you know, um, all of these different things. And I remember one day I'm walking down the hall. So we, uh, for listeners, um, Thomas and I lived in the same suite our first year, um, same kind of hall for, for the dorm. And I remember walking by and hearing the office theme song coming out of, out of his room. And I'm <laughs> no like, doubt. I'm like, oh, Thomas's roommate is listen is watching The Office, and I walk in, and Thomas is sitting there watching The Office, and I'm like, Thomas, like, I love this show, man, but like, how are you, who is literally doing so much, right? I'm hearing all these things. I'm like, this dude is like sitting here watching The Office. I love watching The Office, right? So it's something that um, Thomas and I now, you know, laugh about and love, like, still love, right? Still love The Office, but um, you know, so 
Talk about that a little bit in terms of like time management for you, because it isn't just, I know this, it isn't just you working all the time, you know, but what does it look like for you managing your time on a weekly basis? There's a couple of different factors here I, I, I can kind of chat about. I think this is a huge question. You know, a lot of people, it's like, hey, how the heck do you fit all this stuff in? I mean, there's so many things people want to do in life and they just, they feel like they don't have enough time to, to do all of them. So I think the number one thing is, again, ownership you make time for things. You don't have time, but you make time. You know, it's really up to you to control your schedule and control everything about how you spend your time. Even though there might be some constraints and some other factors, at the end of the day, it's really up to you how you want to spend your time. So that's the number one thing. I think the number two thing is having some of those daily habits, right? So daily and weekly habits, things that you're always going to stick to and that you can always count on happening. One big thing that I love, kind of a methodology I've adopted is Whenever there's a problem in life or whenever there's a challenge that you find, or let's say like something doesn't go well, or, you know, there's been times in my life, like with time management, where like, you know, I, I was working really hard one week, staying late at the office kind of thing. And then my girlfriend's like, Hey, like, I feel like I never get to see you. And you know, that kind of, that stuff hits hard, right? It hits really hard. Or, you know, I'll be, you know, trying to meet a hundred people and I'm trying to meet two or three people per week. And then my roommates are like, yo, I feel like we haven't seen you in forever. I feel like there's only three roommates here instead of four. Like what's, yeah. what's the deal? And I'm like, you know, dang, yeah, I, I hear you. So those sorts of things hit hard and they make you re-examine. But what you want to be able to do is, is have a system that you can make changes to. So rather than just hearing that sort of feedback from people in your life that you care about those relationships and then just being like, oh yeah, I'll do better. I'll do better. You know, yeah. instead it's like, hey, no, I'm going to make a change to the operating system of my life or to my system to make sure that I will do better. You know, whether it's like putting things on your calendar that are recurring events that say like, hey, this is like blocked out time to spend with the people that are important to me or making a change to your daily habits to, or your weekly habits like on Sunday to look ahead for your entire calendar and be like, hey, you know, through the lens of what I'm trying to achieve and my relationships and things like that, am I really spending, spending the right amount of time? Am I spending the most re precious resource that I have, which is my time in the right way, right? Am I yeah. spending it in such a way that again, circles back to your mission? And that kind of connects to my third point. It's like, all of this should feed from your mission. So once you have that purpose and that mission and you understand, hey, this is the one thing in life that I really want to focus on, the majority of your time should be spent on that. So I, I talk a lot about how your mission, once you set it, it makes a lot of decisions for you in life. So if you set your mission and then down the, you know, down the course, you have a fork in the road and you get to choose A or B, well, which one aligns more with the mission? Okay, this one does. Well, let's go full speed ahead. So it makes a lot of those decisions and that applies to time management too. So when you're trying to choose how to spend your time, always circle it back and view it through the lens of your mission and say, hey, like looking ahead this week, this month, this year, am I really spending my time where I should be to put me on a trajectory to achieve this purpose long-term? Yeah, oh my gosh. And and that like idea of being very intentional is is something that I feel like I've kind of seen it and been able to develop a little bit is just like, oh, wow, like it really does take kind of that intentional ownership of your time in order for you to see the most growth. Because, you know, if, for example, you know, Saturday morning comes and I'm like, okay, shoot, thank you. Like, okay, my calendar is empty. That's great. And then I'm like, all right, I'm going to go sit and like watch Netflix for an hour or so. And then, you know, that hour turns into eight hours and it's 5 p.m. And I'm like, oh my gosh, well, where did the day go? I guess it'll be tomorrow. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of like for me, it, it isn't just about, 
you know, oh, working hard all the time. Like I need a break, you know, we need breaks, right? It's not like we just never are spending time with the people that are important or never just spending time to really just take, take a um, break from, from doing stuff. But, um, but it's being intentional so that that one hour, uh, you know, or two hours a day doesn't turn into eight or 10 hours a day. Um, And I think that's something that I've had to learn with college too, because yes, having so much on your plate forces you to be evaluating how much, you know, time that you're spending on different things. And, and, you know, you think you have this much time in the week, but then you realize, you know, something else comes up, right? So it's kind of one of those things, you know, you've got to make time for what's important. Yeah, for sure. Making time for what's important. That's, that's what it's all about. I totally agree. From your perspective, what would be, if there's someone listening today who's interested in entrepreneurship or is hearing maybe about entrepreneurship for the first time in this perspective of like, oh, wow, it could look, it looks different for everybody and it could, and it will look different, you know, if I do it, what would your kind of thought be or, or advice be to them as like, hey, I, I don't really know if I want to or not, but I'm interested in what you guys are talking about. So this stuff gets me really excited too, right? It's like helping people to figure out, you know, maybe they get a little bit of an inkling that they're interested in doing something like this, but they don't know exactly where to start or where to go or what to do. So the number one thing that I can honestly tell you that is like, you know, I I talk about, I don't give that much advice, but like, this is a piece of advice that I promise will serve you well, is if you can set a goal to meet with a ton of people, you know, like I set the goal of meeting with a hundred people. I mean, there's no way that you go through the process of meeting with even 10 people or 20 people without having some sort of fundamental change or shift in the way that you view the world. Because if you're gaining all of these perspectives and hearing what these people are motivated by, hearing where they come from, hearing about their background, hearing how those, interpreting for yourself how those things feed into whatever they're doing, whatever they're trying to achieve, then fundamentally you're going to learn so much about the way that the world works, the way, the reasons why people tick, the reasons why people do what they do. And that applies to all aspects of life. So just go out and meet people. And I'll be the first one to tell you, oh my gosh, like when I got started at State, I went to my first like formal networking event, right? I was over in the corner the entire time. Like I literally like walked in, I was like, oh God, look at all these people. I like had my little, my little plate and I was like, okay, I'm gonna like eat my little pork slider over here in the corner. I'm gonna be like <laughs> cooling over here. I talked to two people the entire night. More than half my time was spent in the bathroom. Anyway, it was not a cute picture, but I'm just saying that the only way I got better at that, the only way I got better at making connections with people, like not just networking, I'm not a big fan of the word networking, but like truly making human connections with people, connecting with them, hearing what they're motivated by, things like that. The, the more of those connections that I made, I only made them because I went back to those events every single month and kept trying, kept trying, kept introducing myself to people, kept being awkward, kept, you know, just doing the best <laughs> that I possibly could to get myself in front of people and talk to them and, and, and hear about their lives and what they were trying to achieve. So I would really encourage you to reach out to people, um, especially like if you want to do it, you know, based on your career, like you can find people on LinkedIn, especially people who go to your school and things like that. And one thing I'll tell you is the most common thing I hear from people is like, you know, I don't know if I want to reach out to people because, you know, they're busy. They got too much going on. Like, I don't know if they're going to want to talk to me. Oh, this is too much. Right. But what I found by going out there and doing this is that people really want to give back people who are established in their career, established in their purpose in life. They understand what they want to do or, or they've already done a lot of it. You know, they want to give back. And actually, if you don't reach out to them, 
and ask them for advice or ask to meet for coffee or something, then you're actually taking that opportunity away from them actively. Wow. Like you're not giving them the opportunity that they really want to give back and oftentimes to achieve their own purpose by mentoring others and, and sharing how they got to where they are. So that's my biggest piece of advice is just talk to people and find interesting ways to, to meet interesting people and hear about all the things that they've done. And there's no way that your perspective won't be changed and, and your life won't be changed as a result. And I wish I had had that perspective when I started, because, right, we've all been there, uh, anyone who's in college or, like, of going to a, a career fair and, like, literally walking in. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> back to the bathroom, 45 minutes. Like, it is so nerve-wracking just seeing, you know, people in suits or just talking to people you don't know in general. It's, it is nerve-wracking. And I wish I had had that perspective that's so interesting of, people you're really like people want to help you people people want to be able to pour into you i mean even especially i look at your mission specifically of empowering people and you know i wish when i had first met you i had really taken full advantage of that you know what i mean because i remember my first semester i was like oh yeah like cls are cool but i'm gonna figure it out on my own you know what i mean and it was it was that perspective of well, I'm going to make the mistakes myself and really realizing there's so much to be learned is something that I've had to spend a lot of time with over the past couple of years, you know? Yeah. Approaching all of those conversations with like, wow, I have a lot to learn yeah. and I'm just, I'm simply here to be a learner and to be a listener. Anything you can give me would be fantastic, you know, and be, having a lot of gratitude for what those people are able to share with you or, or the ways that they're able to take you under their wing or, or show you anything because we all have so much left to learn at all stages in life. So I, I just, I love being able to embody that, that spirit of the continual learner um, in, in everything I do to, to talk with people. Man, and I am so happy that you agreed to come on today because that has been something like to me that you've really showed me is that there is always like learning from these people who have been mentors in my life or, you know, are just doing really good things are, are really good people to talk to. And you have definitely been someone who I have, you know, has inspired a lot of what I've done and ha have been someone I've been interested in having on. So I really appreciate you being on today and sharing uh, so many good thoughts and ideas. Yeah, of course, Parker. It's, it's really been a pleasure. I mean, I love, you know, I love talking about this stuff and I'm really excited. I mean, you have honestly inspired me in a huge way, just, by, you know, we talked a couple months ago and you're like, oh yeah, I'm thinking about this like podcast thing. You know, I, I like, I left you alone for a couple of weeks and came back and talked to you. And I was like, oh crap, wait, he like already started. He's already got like three episodes out. I'm like, wait, <laughs> what? And when did this happen? You know? <laughs> so I love it how you just like think about it for like two seconds and then just go and send it and just do it. Cause I, I definitely struggle. I think a lot of people can probably relate. You know, I struggle with just thinking through, thinking it through. It's gotta be just right. I'm definitely a perfectionist, you know, gotta do it right. You know, that, that can definitely hold us back a lot of times. So I want to definitely embody a lot of things you're doing and just and just go after it and, and really get started and hopefully have a big impact on people's lives. I really appreciate it, dude. And, and it does. It's so easy to see what other people are doing, right? And you and I struggle with it. And like, we see what other people are doing and we're like, oh my gosh, like if I start, my first is not going to look like what theirs is at, right? And I struggle with that a lot comparing. Um, and I really have had to develop that idea of, well, let me just start, you know, let me start somewhere you don't always know exactly where you're going to go, but knowing that you can start somewhere and learn as you go is so important to me. It really is.
I just really appreciate it. I'm excited to share this. It's going to be incredible. Guys, if you remember in the middle of the conversation we mentioned, uh, Thomas just started the video series. And, and uh, as I mentioned, you know, go to the inst go to our Instagram at taking a breath podcast. You're going to see him tagged. And if you go to his page, do what I'm doing, continue to learn from him. And like he said, it's not this advice, you know, all of this stuff. It's just him sharing what he's learning on a weekly basis and being able to give you that perspective that you wouldn't otherwise have. So I think it's going to be an incredible resource for not only my growth, but also, I mean, we're going to see him growing on a week to week basis. This is a dude that I've learned so much from. So, you know, I, I want to share that and can't encourage you enough to make sure to check that out. Yeah. Thank you so much, Parker. I, I really appreciate it. And I, I promised everybody, you know, I, I, I want to use this as an opportunity to keep myself accountable for continually chasing after this mission. I, we talked about today, you know, writing down one thing each day that you did to achieve your mission. I want to do that, but like publicly with this, you know, and be like, Hey, like every single week, every single week, I'm going to be talking to people. I'm going to be putting out videos about, Hey, here's what I'm doing. Here's what I'm, the actions I'm taking to achieve this mission um, with the hopes that it will, it will inspire others and, and empower others to do that for themselves. So I promise to keep it real. I'm going to be, you know, being really vulnerable about a lot of things, sharing a lot of things. It's not always going to be pretty, but it's always going to be real. So I really appreciate it. And I, I think um, hopefully it'll impact a lot of people. Heck yeah, bro. Well, thanks so much for joining. And for listeners, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Taking a Breath Podcast. And on whatever platform you're listening on, make sure to subscribe as we continue to put out episodes every week. They're just continuing to get better. I'm more excited than I ever have been about continuing to put out great content for you guys to continue to grow in your leadership and personal development. So make sure to subscribe and we'll see you back next week. Thanks for listening to the Taking a Breath Podcast with Parker Mays. 